It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Yeah, well, you know, folks, what are the most important issues of our day? I hear the news. I hear the talking heads on television back and forth, back and forth, talking about the shootings and, and the crime and the, all of the all of the misery that we're experiencing now seems to be on the increase. And yet the one thing they're never talking about is the home. And the home is certainly a mother and a father and children that are welcomed into that home. And the home is harmonious, not perfect. By the way, Rich will no doubt be back with me next week. He's out of the office again right now, uh, but he'll be back next week. But you've heard me say over and over again, that God first created the family, and then God created the church. And you see, the family was his first creation, and the church was created to serve the family and help the family follow God and his principles and know him. And third was civil government in that order. I'm telling you, folks, I'm not hearing it being discussed in the news and the commentaries, but it starts with a healthy family. It starts with a father in the home. It starts with a mother being the mother of the children and all of these things. As a matter of fact, let me just say this. Samuel Adams said these words. Samuel Adams was one of our founding fathers. And he said, impress the minds of men with the importance of educating their boys and girls in the study and practice of the exalted virtues of the Christian system. Isn't that interesting how that was such a part of the idea of America and all that it came from? Not perfect, believe me, not perfect, but that's what we are losing sight of. Now, I heard uh, Dr. John Hagee bring a message about the home and about families. I think it's about the best I've heard, and I want to share it with you folks today. This is Dr. John Hagee from San Antonio, Texas, with this message, and I want to share it with you. Here it is. Is there a family in your house? A family is not a place where there's a perfect marriage. There are perfect people. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Family is where life begins, and family is where love never ends. And that's a living principle. Begin with this basic thought. Who is the architect of the family? Listen to me, young people. The architect of the American family is not the socialist professor who has taught you or is teaching you at Ameris colleges and universities. The fact is the architect of the human family is God Almighty. He created Adam and Eve as man and woman as the eternal pattern for the family. And that pattern has never changed. Any other pattern is rebellion against the word and the will of God. I don't care what social mores are. I don't care what the trend happens to be. I don't care what the mood of the nations happen to be. Two homosexuals living together will never be a family, not with God Almighty and not with Bible-believing Christians. If you believe that God will approve of homosexual society, I refer you to God's Urban Renewal Project in Sodom and Gomorrah. 
I refer you also to St. Paul in Romans 1, 26 through 32, who described that kind of conduct and ended his theological treatise by saying, those who practice such things are deserving of death. Those are the words of St. Paul. What is the purpose of the family? The purpose of the family is given in Genesis 1, 28, to be fruitful and multiply, to have children, the point is to multiply, be fruitful and multiply. Multiply does not mean replace. If you are married and you have two people, you have just replaced two people. You haven't multiplied until you had the third one. Now you've multiplied. What is a family? The word family has been used to describe so many things, it means very little. There's a family of God that's in the Bible. And I assure you that we are a family. We are blood relatives by virtue of the cross of Jesus Christ. We were reborn into an eternal family. We are brothers and sisters and we have the mission to care one for the other. Jesus said, this last commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And then there's the traditional family of father, mother and their children. And let me tell you, it is the only family God will recognize. There's a problem with our society because in the family, the father is the leader in the blueprint of God. I assure you that's not in the blueprint of sociologists. The very idea of masculine leadership is ridiculed. The manhood of America has been assassinated on television. It has been mocked, it has been belittled, it has been destroyed by social architects. Feminists are now demanding that all masculine references of God be removed from the Bible. Remove the word our father. Replace it with our mother or timeless one. The theology of feminists is a return of Baal worship that Jezebel brought to Israel. It leads to a radical interpretation of pro-choice that leads to babies being murdered. And that produces a nation that incurs the wrath and the judgment of God. America is not becoming more progressive. We are becoming pagans. We are adopting pagan theologies and it's being advocated by the leaders of our nation. The further from the Bible we get, the more progressive we become. Those of you who have embraced this progressive idea, sounds good. That means you leave what you have and progress to something else. But please understand this fact of logic, that when you leave what is known and it's working, going for something better, but you don't know what, you can fall into an abyss of destruction. And that's what we're doing. We're leaving the known of the family the cornerstone of civilization for thousands of years. And now we're drifting into this, every kind of description of the family that you can possibly imagine. The fact is we are all made in God's image and for God's purpose. God's purpose goes back to Genesis one. Let me frighten you with this terrible thought that God is masculine. He always will be masculine and he is very much in charge of everything that's going on. He has created male and female and that's not going to change. He is the potter, we're the clay. The clay does not tell the potter what I want to be. Clay does not talk, it is only formed. You are a creation of God the Father who is our potter. He is the shepherd, we're the sheep. 
We follow him. He does not follow us. He tells us what we are. He tells us what we may become. You can change words in the Bible with a printer. You can change your name with a lawyer. Now in this upside down civilization, you can change your sex with a surgeon, but you can never change the word of Almighty God. When you face him in eternity, he will be what he's always been. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He is a wonderful God. He is the counselor. He is the prince of peace. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He was here in the beginning and spoke the worlds into existence. When the last page of time has been completed, he will still be the almighty, omnipotent, eternal God the Father. He calls the stars by names. He holds the seven seas in the palms of his hand. He is the defender of Israel. He is the God that gives you the power to get wealth. He is the Lord and Savior of the universe. Give him praise and glory in the house of God. What is a family? A roof will keep out the rain. Four walls will keep out the cold winter wind. A floor will support the tottering steps of an infant or of an aged parent. A door will welcome friends and it will keep the enemies out. A fireplace will warm those who nestle on a cold night. And there is a family. What is a family? A family is the picture of a mother cooking dinner for someone she loves. It is the laugh of a baby. It is the strength of the father. It is the warmth of loving hearts. It is light from happy eyes. It is kindness on parade. It is loyalty one for the other. It is covenant love. Home is the first school and the first church I ever attended. I learned from my parents what was right and what was wrong. When you have been battered and bruised by the world, family will open the very door of heaven and will heal you. They will anoint your wounds with the oil of gladness. They will wrap their arms around you and make you feel like you are the most important person in all of the world. Families where joy is shared and sorrow is eased. They will be glad of your success. They will be delighted that you receive the promotion at the job. They will be proud of you making the honor roll at school, but they will buy every newspaper on the rack because you were the football hero, or you made the honor roll, or you were the businessman of the year, or you were the mother of the year. Families where fathers and mothers are respected and they are loved. They are never addressed as old man and old lady. If you have kids or grandkids using that kind of trash talk, you get it stopped and get it stopped now. The names of your parents are used in hushed tones of respect and reverence. With advancing years, they're not shuffled off to the sidelines to be ignored. Whether they're in a wheelchair or in a recliner or too feeble to sit up straightly, they are there because they belong to be there. They are your, they are your flesh and blood. 
They are your family. Family is where children are wanted and considered a blessing of the Lord. They're not looked upon as an inconvenience to my career. They're not considered uh, detestable because they will destroy the schoolgirl figure that I've worked so hard to attain. They are angels unaware that God has given to you for a few days until they are released into society to make America a great nation again. Or if you haven't taught them well, they will be the cause of us losing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Family is where the simplest food is good enough for kings because it was earned with a sweat of an honest day's work. It's where money is not nearly as important as loving one another and being loyal to one another. Family is where even the tea kettles sing with joy. It's where one man loves one woman and the angels of heaven descend from the balconies of that celestial city to enjoy the beauty of that family, that mother, that father, those children. Love that man and that woman. This is family. This is heaven on earth. May God bless it and may God preserve it in the United States of America. Is there a family in your house? Now let's turn the focus to the father, the portrait of the father. What does God expect of a father? God expects an earthly father to reflect him. So take it from the top, God is love. He expects fathers to love their wives, even as Christ loved the church. He loved the church when the church didn't even deserve to be loved. St. Paul gave this advice. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I continue, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. God is a provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. And he expects the earthly father to be a provider. The Bible says he that provides not for his own is worse than an infidel. In the Bible, an infidel is the lowest of the low. That means if you do not provide for your own, you're lower than the lowest. America is saturated with deadbeat dads who have children with live-in lovers and wife of the weak and leave the single mother stranded and alone to care for that baby. If this describes you, grow up. Being born a male is a chance, but being a man is a choice. God the Father is Jehovah Shammah. That means God is there, and therefore God expects the father to be present to his family. The American home suffers from the phantom father. Where is he? 60% of rapists, 72% of adolescent murderers, 70% of long-term prison inmates grew up in fatherless homes. Now follow this. According to the National Census Bureau, 80% of American children now living in homes live in homes without their biological father. 80% do not know or have fellowship with or guidance from their biological father. Last year, four out of 10 children are born to unwed mothers. That doesn't count the mothers that went to the abortion mills. We are building sanctuary of hope that is going to be a world-class orphanage and home for children and where young mothers can go to have give the child life. The sanctuary of hope is a life sentence. 
Planned Parenthood is a death sentence. We are giving an answer. May God give us all of the resources necessary to build this fabulous facility for the young women of America. What does God think about the absentee father? He addressed the issue in Malachi 4.6. He said, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. But listen, that's where we always stop with that verse. But there are two more words. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children or else. Or else. Or else what? Or else I will come and strike that nation with a curse. End of quote. God will send judgment to the nation for the moral failure of fathers to lead, to love, and to provide for their children. Think about that. Bill Bennett, the former Secretary of Education and Drug Czar, has marshaled the data on what has happened to America because of our fatherless homes in the past 30 years. Listen to these numbers. A 560% increase in violent crime, 400% increase in juvenile arrest, 400% increase in childhood and teenage births, a 200 increase in teenage suicide, more than 70% of all juveniles in state reform institutions come from a fatherless home. Listen to this. Poverty is not America's greatest problem. More education is not America's major problem. I can make an argument you can send your child to a, an Ivy League school and pay $160,000 and come out absolutely unequipped to have a meaningful life outside of that education. When you do not understand the basic principles of life, you do not have wisdom enough to function. America's number one moral and social problem is the missing father in the home. To the fathers of this nation, I'm saying to you, go home, get yourself a job, love your wife, love your children, get your son out of that game, get your daughter out of that game, get them out of any kind of culture that manipulates and that's driven by the spirit of rebellion. You are the father, you are the authority over that child. That child does not belong to the state. That child does not belong to the school. God gave you that child. You lead that child. You love that child. You provide for that child. That's God's pattern for you as a father. There are three basic functions of the father in scripture. As priest, as prophet, as king. As priest, the father represents his family to God. In Exodus 12, there's the Passover. The father was responsible to put blood over the doorpost. Without that blood over the doorpost, the death angel would take the life of the firstborn. The point is this, the safety of the family in the house depended on what the father did. If the father failed, the family was destroyed by the death angel. You say, well, what does that have to do with America? Let me tell you, the death angel is flying over this nation right now, killing our children. The drug culture, the, the, the heroin addiction alone, according to the FBI, is a national crisis. Gangs are killing hundreds of children every week in the streets of this nation. You're looking at the headlines of what looks like anarchy happening in this nation. Children are being slaughtered in the Planned Parenthood abortions. There's sexual slavery where organized crime snatches a girl off the street 
and they never see civilization again. The children of America are an endangered species. Why? Because they are not protected by their father. They're left exposed. Fathers of America, go home, be responsible, raise your children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Can I get a witness here? As the prophet, he represents God to his family. Noah in Genesis 6 found favor in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord said to Noah, enter the ark, you and your family. God told Noah, the father. God told him that a flood was coming, the problem. God told him how to escape the flood with the ark, the solution. The family would be saved. Again, the message is, the duty of the father was to make the provision for the escape for that which was not seen. Hebrews 11:7 says that in one verse. By faith, Noah, being warned by God of things not yet seen, prepared an ark for the salvation of his household. There are things coming to America not yet seen that are going to shake this nation to the core. You need to get your family together. You as a unit become tight and inseparable because that's God's will for your life. There will come a time in America when your life or the life of your family will depend on the leadership of the father. You are the priest and the prophet of your house. Deuteronomy 6, behold, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. That means you teach your children the word of God. Saturate your children with the word of God. Ephesians 6 and 4, you fathers provoke not your children, but you train them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. That word train is a Greek word, gymnot, from which we get gymnasium. As a coach shows a boy how to shoot a basketball over and over or hit a baseball over and over, so you, Father, ought to train your children over and over and over, reading the Word of God with them each night, praying for them each night so they learn that God is important to the Father. If all you do is send them to the house of God with their mother, they'll think religion, is a, faith in God is a sissy thing. They want to be like the father. You, father, you lead them. You show them. You love them. You impart the word of God to them. Then you won't be snatching them out of the jailhouse when they're 16 years old. It's a responsibility that's yours. <laughs> Lastly, the third function of the father is king. The king has authority. I'm going to say this very clearly. Everything God establishes functions on spiritual authority. The sun, the moon, and the stars function by the authority of God. The home functions under the authority of God. The government functions, according to the book of Romans, under the authority of God. The church functions under spiritual authority. The father is the authority in the home. He is the decision maker. It doesn't mean that the wife shouldn't be consulted, but someone has to be the decision maker. Someone has to say yes and no. Let me give you an illustration of my parents. Both of them are in heaven listening to this. So if it thunders on the way home, you'll know my mother disagreed. <laughs> my mother was a very, very bright person. She was brilliant. My dad was okay, but he was way behind mama. They were pastors. My mother could see a problem coming down the road before my dad ever saw it on the radar. 
she would have several solutions for the problem. And as a teenager, it dawned on me, she's telling him the problem is coming and this is what to do. And when the problem showed up, he did exactly that. And he thought it was his idea all the time. (laughs) Now that's a good thing. But somebody has to make the decision. She was very brilliant in the way she handled that. Now, if both of you are trying to be the head, let me tell you, any one body with two heads is a freak. You go to a circus to see that. God made your husband the leader. Let him lead. Acts 16.31, Paul and Silas are in jail. They're singing after having been beaten. And God sends the angels down to dance around that jail and there's an earthquake. And they start walking out of the jail. And the jailer comes and says, what must I do to be saved? Listen to what Paul says. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your household. The point, the verse was given to the father so the household could be saved. That night, the prison warden went home. He got his kids around him and he shared the testimony of this jailbreak that happened by the supernatural power of God. He told them about the power of a God that was great enough to shake the earth. That night, that family was saved. That whole family that night went to bed, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, saved because this message came to the Father and the Father has given it. Is your household saved? Are your children saved? Are your grandchildren saved? Is there a family in your house? Or are you feuding and fighting all of the time and divided with bitterness and bickering and jealousy and animosity? Stop it in Jesus' name. Start acting like the Christian you're supposed to be. Let God rule your life. Let him rule your mind. Let him rule your mouth. Let him rule your marriage. He is Lord of all. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Give him praise in the house. Friends, that was Dr. John Hagee of San Antonio, Texas. And the message was, is there a family in your house? Now, I've got to hurry here. We're out of time. But the listener comment line is 1-800-345-2621. Oh, how we love to hear from our listeners um, on what you like and what you don't like. Let's hear from David, and what does he say? You guys rock, from Charles Stanley to Tony Evans, Alistair Begg, Robbie Zacharias. Absolutely just a great diversity, different personalities, but all preaching the Word of God and helping me grow my faith. I'll tell everybody about it. It's, uh, it's a real deal, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I uh, plan on continuing to support you, and God bless you. This is Dick Bott with his chapter of The Complete Story as a public service, and I'll see you later. 